Welcome to the Foxy Podcast, a bi-monthly show brought to you by Freeform Freakout. The show is produced at KMSU Studios in Mankato, Minnesota, and here on the Foxy Podcast, we try to dig deeper into underground and experimental sounds of the past and present. And welcome to episode number 230 of the Foxy Podcast show. Hope you're all doing well out there, wherever you're listening from. On this episode of the podcast, we will be digging into the compelling sound work of the Argentinian field recordist, musician, composer, and filmmaker Pablo Pico, who is perhaps best known for his homespun music concrete and free folk sounds that he has created as Bardo Todal. Under this moniker and its subtle variations, Pico's domestic life with his family and children has seeped into his many recordings, but his list of collaborators extends far beyond this into an impressive roster of like-minded experimental artists from around the world, including Anne F. Jacques, Yutan, Shamiz Fazerwork, and Robert Millis, to name a few. This past week, I had a chance to speak with Pablo about his background in making music, his considerations and motivations when recording, and his various collaborations. In addition, we took time to discuss Bolinga Everest Records, a label that he started a few years ago that is issuing, quote, distorted sounds from Argentina and some other parts of the mundo on recycled cassette tapes. In this episode, you'll hear that interview with Pablo throughout the show in a few different segments, along with track selections from both the Bardo Todal and Bolinga Everest back catalogs. Before we get into the first interview segment, I'm going to play a few Bardo Todal tracks, starting with this one from a three-way split release called Adzer on Sukata Tapes.
I thought for starters we should just discuss your background with music and and sound making in in general and I guess when I think of the the body of work of yours that I've heard you know from the various recordings that you've done you've done you've you've played a variety of instruments whether that's um, string instruments there's harmonium synth melodica a lot of reed instruments a lot of woodwind instruments so. I guess I was wondering if 
if there was a specific instrument when you were younger that you took to that maybe you played I think of the the young kid taking piano lessons was that the case for you or have you just yes. kind of picked up things yeah uh, it, it was uh kind of strange my because my my dad uh, my my mom and dad were uh, weren't the kind of dad that were musicians and they were not really interested into music or music making mm-hmm. but my dad was an engineer so he um, <laughs> he uh, he loves everything that was was mechanical or electronical and bought uh, this little uh, keyboard <clears throat> this kawaii keyboard that has a lot of presets and stuff and he was very interested in that i don't know <laughs> how because he 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 wasn't that uh, into music but he he wants to have this midi thing on my house so then he uh, encouraged me to have some organ lessons because it wasn't like a real piano or something. It was like an organ, and to, and know the 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 notes and the rhythms and melodies. And I was really into it. Uh, by that time, I was like seven or six years old, six seven years old. And um, but I don't know. Somehow it 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 ended up like to be a more melodic thing and and the first approach to instruments that i have but that was only the only the i believe that that was my first and only attempt to make something like more melodic because mm-hmm. then i uh, i don't uh, i didn't want to take more lessons of the organ or or something happened i don't know why and and i hadn't um, make a real interest into music like until the age of 15 or something like that so i i want to uh, tape recordings and that so so uh <clears throat> yes the the i preferred the the organ stuff in in the beginning uh but then i moved into another directions and started to i don't know discover music in in other kind of ways like rock music and the beatles and stuff like that, but I never play until the age of, I don't know, 17 or 18. And uh, that, that was, I took some double bass. Uh, oh, yeah. Double bass? Double bass. But double bass, yes. Yeah. The, uh, double bass. Uh, some lessons, but it was like the, only the first year. Uh, I, I, I also quit that <laughs> uh, because it was a little bit formal for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I started to record music on my own. Start like 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 rock bands that wants to be like somewhat a little pretentious, but <laughs> I I don't know how, how to play really. And uh, quickly we I became like a, a fan of post rock music, and uh, you know, at that time when I was young, it was like this. Radiohead album called Kidei and this Gospel Dew Black Emperor things and Sigur Ross yeah. <laughs> and uh, Mogway and that kind of stuff that was like, wow, this is another kind of sound. This this has got somewhat, this uh, a song remains behind that, that kind of sounds, but they are like stretch notes and stretch sounds that, that can be like 
very lengthy and and yeah. and, 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 and were you long. So were you drawn to sort of those textures and, and like electronic textures that kind of bathed those songs? Was that what appealed to you? Yes, yes. I, I think that that we that I sorry. So, sorry, I, I will misunderstood all, all the time. I will say I or we oh, that's or okay. he or she, and <laughs> I, I will confuse all the time with that. But um, I I really uh, like that kind like that kind of things. Maybe because I I am not very well playing guitar or something, mm -hmm. and try to make another kind of things uh, from just from the beginning. And, uh, and that's it. That 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 was the the big opening to maybe experimental music or more uh, non melodic things. That that I believe that they are more like what uh, that was the the the, core, the the first stone to the to the road. Yeah, your your gateway <laughs> drug, if you will. Well, that, I guess that yes. that's a nice segue into a, a question I wanted to ask you because. Uh, I was reading uh, or rereading, I should say, an interview that you did in uh, its psychedelic baby, the the website or magazine, yes. and and in that interview you had mentioned the importance of discovering the Finnish free folk scene of like oh. the you know like the early two thousands with you know yes. with um, you know I think of like Phono Records and artists like yes. Kamali Yesvat, uh, yes. Yesvat, and Utan and Averis and yes. a whole host of bands. Uh, and, and groups amongst there. But and I guess what kind of, I, I feel like we're maybe taking the next step from what you're just referring to with post-rock. Was that sort of the next thing that became an interest for you? And, and I guess what you found so exciting and in inspiring by that particular yes. scene. Yes, I, I believe that that uh, it was like a more a logical progression, pro not progression, I mean, <laughs> it's not yeah. a progression. Uh, if, if, we, if we make... If we go, uh, uh, if we choose a path and go further, further that path, and it's it's it maybe maybe you you encounter rocks or or places that you don't like, and you try to go to another place if you are really into music, and um, that 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 was the thing that maybe we I sorry um, try to listen to a lot of post rock and then we i listened to a lot of electronic music just like i, I remember quite a lot to uh, listen and reading a lot of reviews from brainwash you know the, yeah, the site yeah, brainwash yeah. Mm -hmm. in the early 2000s and was introduced to another kind of thing that was were somewhat post rock and more electronic sounding mm -hmm. like like Moon, you know, Moon, yes, the Icelandic, yeah. and we were, where I was, and we were very fascinated by, by that kind of sounds, and and then we start to, I don't know, uh, uh, also we listened to Animal Collective by, by that time, I can remember, but then I, I believe that the next the next change in the music was, was that this kind of uh, Finnish bands yeah. uh, from Finland that, that have this kind of psychedelic and free folk stuff um, that really capture uh, the way I listen to music because it, I, I listened to them and it was like this is something different and this is kind of the music I can do inside my inside home uh, uh, because I, I, by that time and 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 that's that's a general idea we, we musicians have or, or young musicians have is that 
that they can make music or record music only if if they are inside the studio or, or but that that time was more possible to record inside the studio than rather than in, inside the home and the the idea was moved quickly because the equipment of the digital equipment we uh, evolved and uh, it started to be more common that the musicians or or the people that can play with sound that uh, can record uh, anywhere so right. um and and this this kind of this kind of uh, music was ideal to explore and uh, try to make sounds or 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 just a guide to make another kind of sounds yeah and by that time i i let my beard grow so so i also <laughs> you were all <laughs> in was, you were all into the folk yes. uh, archetype yes <laughs> yes yes that, that that's why i i was i was like 25 maybe 20 no yes 23 24 and let, let my bird grow so so yes it was like it was a a, a continuous change of of that uh idea of making music <clears throat> and and that's that was the the other step and well uh, and that that was that was very important for me and for us we, because we we were playing but in the early 2000s with Omasin so we we formed there we we start to play there by that time and then we came like more fans of that kind of music improvised music with some acoustic sounds uh, but we were like more interested in the beginning with electronics and then we mutate to to more folk stuff distorted guitars distorted sounds and, yes and yeah that, that almost seeing the, the group that you're referencing was was that your first musical project that you were involved in uh, no because i i believe that to be fair i was involved in the, uh in a musical uh, rock band alternative rock band mm -hmm. something like if, if i listen i listened then to them back i uh, i listened it was like somewhat like the cranberries or the early radiohead stuff <laughs> yeah. somewhat grunge and stuff it was called lesson it and we made only just out al one album and we we rehearsed like one or two years and record an album and wasn't that uh serious in a way sure. making music because by that time i was living in san juan i, I was born in san juan it's it's uh, it's a uh, it's a city that is west argentina it's in the limit with Chile, mm -hmm. actually. And then by that time, in the early 2000s, I moved to Córdoba, that is in the center of Argentina. And it's like uh, more a student city because it has lots of universities. And mm -hmm. I came here to study uh, cinema and sound and, and stuff more related to arts in a way. So, yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, you know, you had mentioned, uh, you know, or we just discussed the, the Finnish folk scene and the importance yes. of that. But I've also been seeing kind of popping up. Uh, you're, you're pretty, you maintain a f fairly active YouTube channel and put some of your various film works and short films and just documenting yes. stuff that you're recording. Um, but I've also seen just documentation of recordings that you've made of different groups or collectives. I guess performing yes. sort of traditional Argentinian folk music, and and I guess if 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 growing the beard also tied into your own country's sort of rich folk music tradition. Yes, uh, well, I uh, to be to be honest, I I wasn't really uh, interested 
in uh, like like say 10 years ago maybe in our in uh, the Argentinian folk really mm -hmm. but now I'm very interested in capturing sounds or trying to I don't know uh, generate like uh, some some kind of research about the instruments of Argentinian typical instruments or Aboriginal instruments that are very quite a lot and yes it, it, it's expanding uh, you know uh, sadly uh, uh, when the Aboriginal the uh, the ancestors of the Aboriginal also uh, lived here in Argentina uh, the documentation is very short about uh, what they mm -hmm. were, the costumes, the kind of instruments, their, uh, their, their kind of, I don't know, how they organize in the societies, because the Spanish that colonized the, these lands, were, were, they haven't um, uh, make records of that, you know? Right. Yeah. And um, we are constantly uh, trying to uh, research that because there, there is no there is no very big books about that I, I, I just recently um, found well in the early to, to 2020s I, I made a trip to Peru mm -hmm. into the to, to Iquitos that is a, a city uh, that where to to uh, to locate in, in one place it, it's the city that where Herzog came there to film Fiscarraldo mm. So uh, it was the city that is it, it is very surrounded by by the rainforest, and I get uh, get some books of there and and read uh, and there is no uh, and in the history of of, of this book uh, it tells that um, I don't know how to say, but there is a little record of that and and there is lot all all the records that have is they are like written in a catholic way because the catholic uh the catholic uh church wants to wants the aboriginal to join the church right yeah. so they so they try to make uh the populations uh smaller and they don't document the cultural stuff mm -hmm. so so it's 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 a little weird uh to read the this kind of of uh, research that that you know the the, the the Catholic part makes, mm -hmm. and we're we are constantly making that. So this year, uh, to to answer the question, sorry, I digress a lot. But uh, to to more uh, this year, I came to um, to play the sicus that is uh, more tra a traditional uh, Bolivian. Maybe it, it, it is it is joined by Bolivian, Peru, Argentina, and, and Chile also. It's more a, a wind instrument from that kind of region, mm -hmm. this kind of region. Uh, it's more from the mountains, really. I, I, I have to say that it's more Bolivian in, in front of all. And it is very nice to play with other people, too, because uh, I, I, in a way, I, I lost my capability to, to work with, to play with others <laughs> uh, in the same time. So, so that that's that's a bit weird, and also and another thing that that surprised me a lot is just to to play with people that wants to play tunes that are uh, pre-composed, uh, not improvising. 
Okay. So they don't improvise. So that that's very yeah. hard for me to came to a place that and all the people agree to play one tune that is, and uh, it it it's it. it sounds a little stupid maybe but for me it's very it's very difficult because yeah. i improvise literally all the time <laughs> <laughs> so so it's 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 kind of weird yeah but yes yes but a good like a rewarding experience obviously for you to, it's to a try. very it's yes it's a very it's very nice because well you you have to study the instrument of mm -hmm. course i i don't play very well uh, <laughs> right now because i like i i started to play it some some months ago, and that not very constant. And and also, I I have uh, very difficult to to study a tune and to and to make something that it has this kind of uh, of progression and stuff. It's not it's not that it's not that a, a real difficult instrument, but well, it <laughs> it, it is hard for me to, to make <laughs> right, that way. Right. Well, one of the things you had, you had mentioned, uh, your group, Omison, and, you know, in looking through the various recordings that you had made, you know, it looks as though as soon as that project was coming to an end, you were you were starting up and putting out recordings under the Bardo Tadal, uh, the name. And, and I, I guess knowing that your child has been a part of those recordings, you know, was this just kind of that life stage where you're at, where you had kids and it became difficult to maintain a group. So kind of exploring what you were describing, Hey, this was an opportunity to do something solo within your own kind of domestic life and maintain yes. that musical piece. It, it is, it has the, that kind of, uh, yes, but, I don't know. It it is it is somewhat difficult to play with others. Uh, maybe in experimental music, I I think that um, you know that when you have the schedule time and these times are pretty pretty fast. I uh, we live like like fifty kilom uh, fifty kilometers from the city that has a lot of musicians. Right. And I have a lot of friends there that maybe wants to play, but. I don't know. You know, you know, Federico Duran. He's mm -hmm. he's uh, he's uh, he's um, somehow a, a, an important uh, musician for ambient music. He lives like passing through the mountains, right. and we are, we are recording together. And when, but you know, each time we uh, each time we play, it's like it separates like three or four or six months. Yeah, uh, each session we made. So yes, he he has a, 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 a little kid too, a, a little children too, and, and sometimes it is difficult to schedule uh, when you when you form groups or bands, and then I I don't know, maybe sometimes I think that experimental music is more like a free way to explore time to mm -hmm. produce music rather than more play played uh, in real time music and that that's why maybe I, I love tape works and tape machines and, yeah. <laughs> and I record everything on that kind of stuff because it, it allows me to um, or, or at least or just improvise uh, work with the machine and and uh, and play with my kids also it was a it was a more free way to explore the sounds and it was it became so natural that i don't know it 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 is somewhat 
hard for me to go and play with someone else. Yeah. Uh, so yes, in a way, it, it, it is it is a, a progression or not progression. It's 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 a it's a it's a path that 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 yeah. the, the kids and, and and everyday life w w was meaning to to uh, direct me to that way. Right. It works for you just from a, a practical lifestyle piece, but also artistic direction yes. with your life. Yeah. Yes, yes. Well, why don't we play here in this first block of music kind of that transitional phase from Omison into the early Bardo Tadal stuff, and then we'll come back and we'll talk a little bit more. <laughs> Thank you. 
Well, I, as I mentioned before, your your child and I, I believe now children uh, are a part of some of the recordings that you create under the name Bardo Tadal. Um, could could you maybe just explain when I say like they're involved or there's partic- participation? I guess I'm curious what that sort of looks like. I mean, is this a matter of handing over different instruments or sound making devices to your kids just to play and you're recording them with the intention of recording them or is it just sort of like family sound making playtime and whatever happens happens and you're just capturing it, that it, it 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 is more like that because when when i i found it like sometimes i want to direct in somewhat a, a direction make they uh, make them play something special mm, i i found it like there was like um, a force that they didn't forcing things that they didn't want to really cooperate or they just want to play mm-hmm. so i always think that they have this energy and uh, i have to you know uh push me to 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 be cultivated or, or be more playful with that energy rather than try to direct that energy in some places. That's what, that's why kids do really that it, right. it's sometimes when you, when you force them to do something, uh, it's, it's, it doesn't end very well because they, you, you are like as an adult, you, you think you make like, uh, you, you know, you think you know how to direct, the right uh, direct the, their energy or the creativity in a in a good way, but the thing is that they 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 are more powerful than you and they are stronger than you. Uh, sadly, in this like like last years, I, I have been like uh, as a father a little rejected by them, but to play music if they don't want to, they they really don't don't want to uh, make music. They want mm-hmm. to explore another kind of things like like some toys or to play, I don't know, soccer, football or something like that, rather than make music. But sometimes when I am playing alone and I, and I, with all my tapes and they are there, they, they, sometimes they jump in and, and record stuff. Uh, but these years are like, it, they are becoming less and less interested in music, really. Sadly yeah. for me, I, I told my, <laughs> my, I don't know, I have to say my psychologist, psychologist to this kind of stuff because it, it makes a little sad for me. Yes. <laughs> but they, they told me, uh, the, the, the psychologist told me that it's, it's very natural for them to 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 be engaged with the the, the father or the mother with, with some in playful but sometimes they want to just being alone and play with their own stuff uh, rather than play with with the, yeah. any of the parents well so. i'll give you this little tidbit from my personal life okay. my son had zero interest in it at all uh, <laughs> and then you know took some guitar lessons and and what have you and didn't really take to it and then during the whole covid lockdown had nothing to do and picked started staring at that guitar thinking i this is a time where i could play it and started writing songs and to make this a long story short my son and i now have a band together so there you go that's amazing (laughs) 
<laughs> that's amazing, and that's that's really good. It was a it was a dream. That was a dream. It's a, it's the father's dream to have to play with this, the, their sounds. You know. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if 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 it's going to be with with any of my my children, but but nice, good for you and good. <laughs> I I love to I love to hear uh, the kids playing. The, the, it, yeah. It's very motivating to hear them playing and have at least an interest in music, no matter if it is melodic or not melodic. Right. But they they are I I I, I truly believe that they are very receptive and the time the time will came if they are very interested. I don't know if, if they want it by heart, but I, I will not try to force that. Oh, so, no. So there you go. Right, right. Well, it does seem that the, the recordings that you do and even the recordings with your children, that um, uh, being in nature uh, and being outdoors is sort of this recurring feature of your work. And I guess I wanted to just, I was curious if like, is it a way for you to just explore a natural sound environment, uh, the, the the environment that surrounds you, or, and, and or do you feel like being out there, you can sort of improvise with the natural world itself that that bleeds into the recordings, and that's interesting to you? Of course, yes. Um, uh, we, we moved here uh, to Salsipuedes in twenty sixteen. Uh, like so, so, seven, six, seven, eight years ago, and uh, it was very interesting to uh, to just go out into the nature, uh, or maybe just go out and, and and check out some trees, and that 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 it became a, a nice thing to just hear us playing, or just hear I don't know the the little rivers, and uh, or maybe the I don't know how to say pantano. Uh, in in English, but the, w w a lot of places that they have mud there. So mm -hmm. so yes, it was very playful and, and and nice to to hear that kind of things, and very interesting. Um, I I I think that th that is very that is very weird that that kind of ideas or that kind of part of the of the philosophy in music, it's not. I, I I think it is very documented and and researched, but but it's not that researched as it should be. Mm -hmm. You know, music outdoors should be like recording music outdoors should be as as popular as recording something inside the house. You know, right, right, uh, or inside the walls, mm -hmm. uh, because music it's it's I don't know it's uh, there, there is a, a common communication between between the nature and the music and and uh, I don't know I don't know uh, of course there, there are like uh, acoustic things that you can't create when you are outside but but a lot of things that are better if, if you are outside you, you can change the dimensions or or the sounds or the sounds you mm -hmm. you hear so so it's very nice and it's 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 a very nice way to to I don't know to walk you know I, I got this this kind of this kind of of the siku the siku flute uh, in in peru that was this uh, i don't know if, how to say in, in english inca inca was the aboriginal uh, empire it was actually an empire that crosses between peru and and argentina and it was like ecuador and uh, and i believe that it was it was like 
until Ecuador, it was a very big empire, and they communicate through roads. And the guy who uh, who communicate and was the messenger uh, was just actually playing and, mm -hmm. <laughs> and running also oh, to, yeah. to, to get the message into into one city or, or place to another. And I believe that somehow, I don't know why, um, uh, we or, or the people lost that kind of communication with nature And um, I, I will not. I will try to research even more each, each time. Uh, I will lo love to make lo like more field recordings. I I'm making like more field recordings from the from here, uh, Salsipoes, and try to document all the stuff because also there is a great danger to lose places, right. to lose natural places. Uh, each each uh, each year there is more constructions, more uh houses and uh, the thing is that that's part in a part it's, it's inevitable to to have neighbors but the thing is that the people are not taking care about the natural trees i don't know how to say that in english so i had say natural trees mm -hmm. or natural kind of flora uh, and fauna uh, of the place and um and they don't understand how important it is to preserve it in in a, the most uh, uh i don't know how to say uh, it's in great danger you know in cordoba we used to have a lot of native flora and fauna and and now we have only a three percent of the of the of the amount we have in the early uh, 20th century or in in the last part of the 19th century Mm -hmm. So one of there are a lot of, of dangers that 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 uh, it, it happens around the world. So so you, you get the idea. But um, the, the great dangers are the, the people that construct in in uh, the, the in uh, I don't know real estate real estate yeah. business. Mm -hmm. uh, the other thing that is very that it's uh, it's the wildfires that are in, are made uh, intentionally. We have a lot here, uh, wild, wildfires, a lot of wildfires, and um, and the agricultural exploitation of the of the land. So, so that that three kind of things, I believe that are inevitable. But sometimes the, the people have to defend the more, and I believe that also this kind of records and this kind of research or or maybe uh, art can uh, push people to understand a little bit more about um, about about the nature that surrounds and, and right. it's very important to uh, preserve yeah a connection uh, and also. a connection to a physical space the natural world around you and uh, yes I, I, a lot, I have a lot of friends in experimental music but few of them explore the nat the natural yeah. so I, I believe that It is. It is a not a very. Uh, we have to be like uh, forced to make we make, uh, make some walks in in the in the nature I, uh, and uh, and just see the trees, check the birds, and I don't know. I, I it's just fascinating what you can found and when you can see and when you engage with that kind of life, engage with that kind of uh, special things that 
it has. Uh, so you will you will get to know a little more about also yourself. <laughs> so so right. so it's, it's very nice to to uh, make the, this kind of uh, connection between the nature and and the arts or or the music or the sounds in this case. Yeah, kind of interested in maybe pushing this a step further here in terms of kind of I mean you're talking a, a bit about your philosophy of recording is. Uh, and sound here, but the the choice of naming your project Bardo Tadal, uh, you know, with a a very slight spelling uh, variation, uh, uh, but referencing, yes. of course, the the Tibetan Book of Dead, or uh, but the the Tibetan translation of Bardo Tadal is something like liberation through hearing in the immediate state, or liberation through hearing of some sort. So I, I was just pl- like thinking about that idea and what you create. I was wondering if that notion of liberation through hearing, if that sort of resonated with you or if there's some sort of broader aspects of the Tibetan Book of Dead that speak to what you're, what drives this project or what you had in mind uh, for it. Yes. I, in, the, in the first place, I love how, how it sounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, uh, in, in, the first, in the first time I, I, I uh, read that the Bardo Todol uh, 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 that, that's the way we I pronounce it in yeah. Spanish. It's also that it could be a mis, uh, uh, not very well uh, spelled because it, it was actually Tibetan. But um, I was very into the Indian culture by that time. I, I made we uh, me and my my, my wife uh, made a trip to India, and uh, I started to think about all the stuff and. Um, in a, in a way, it, it wasn't uh, more sound-related um, uh, word. It was like more like I I, I I thought I I think I was making like a lot of um, more spiritual kind of music, you know, mm-hmm. and it and it was by that time I was making like more like a droney acoustic drone thing and 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 the the name suits a little better than now yeah <laughs> actually but also bardo uh, in Spanish means noise or means like uh when you make a lot of noise with with cans are mm-hmm. uh, inside the house, so it, it also has uh, another meaning in Spain, yeah. in, in in Argentinian maybe. It's not in us. It's not that, that Spanish, more Argentinian way to to make to say that you are making noise. Yeah, Bardo uh, is more like yeah. <laughs> that kind of thing, and uh, it it was it was like it was like that, and um, you know, uh, yeah, that 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 was kind kind of thing. I. I I like the name. I, I, I think that it yeah, sounds very good. But the the, the second chapter of, of that it was like I put uh, Bardo Todo y sus aves sin nido. Yes, yeah. Because I, I it's it's a continuation of it's, it's a conti- I'm continuing the um, I don't know uh, aves sin nido means the the birds without a nest. So it's Bardo Todo and the birds without a nest. Yeah. And uh, they are more like a flute ensemble or a flute fake ensemble of Bardo Todol. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I was my, more into the, the flutes uh, by that by this time or, or the like the last five years. So it 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 it, it most like uh, re renaming yeah. the project. It's but, interesting. But, 
I, I for some reason, mistook that uh, as the name for your kids being involved, that you were somehow referring to them as the nestless birds. Yes, yes, of course. Yeah. It, it, it has. It, it wasn't. Just, it wasn't just premed, uh, It was not uh, meditated about that, but it became like <laughs> very natural, yeah. in a natural way. Uh, and I, also, I I made like Bardo Todo y sus aves albums, maybe all by myself. Sure. Sometimes. Yep. And sometimes they are there, or I make lo a lot of Bardo Todo albums with them also. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it 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 is. It's also a game, so so yes, it, it is. It is. Well, it's fun that you can, I don't know. You can play around with that idea of I, I like that. Yes. I like that. Yes. Well, another thing that you've done quite a bit of is uh, is collaborations, and you know you've collaborated with people from kind of all over all corners of the world, and you know you mentioned it's difficult for you just to even connect with people within your own country sometimes to find the time to do that so i'm just wondering if for you is has it been a lot of you personally reaching out and doing that sort of finding the others bit of like this is someone who's working along similar lines that i'd like to collaborate with or how have some of these come about i mean i suppose it's probably a case by case everyone's a little bit different but are you someone who's sort of actively seeking to work with certain people uh it it is it wasn't yes uh, somewhat i i um, think a lot of collaborations push push a little f uh i love when when the ideas and i love to collaborate that people are somewhat different in mm -hmm. music but we are almost in the all in the same boat some of them came more naturally some some thinking more premeditated and say okay i can I can uh, work with this this person, or maybe I just mail him, and I will check if if he wants to maybe make a record with me, or something <laughs> like that. To be honest, for example, I don't know um, this um, when with Anf with Anf Jax, uh, this was a, a, a weird thing because he uh, she bought. Uh, um, a digital copy of, of an album I have. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I believe it was the, the Buddha's album, uh, that died record. Oh, yeah. And uh, she, um, and then she's, I I write to him because just to say, hey, thanks for <laughs> for buying me, for, for buying this record. And then she told me that he, uh, she was starting a, she was starting a label that it was lately the Precious Precares oh, yeah. label. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I I didn't know her music, uh, but then there was that year. Uh, it, by the same time, the the, the tape on TSS tapes with uh, she and Tim Olive came out, oh, mm -hmm. and I was absolutely uh, profoundly in love with that record, and and I say, and I. Uh, um, uh, uh, a few months later, I realized that the Anif Jacks from the record was actually the same person oh. that wrote me email. So, so it was like ah, she's the same person, and I and I, and I start to to talk with her, and I say I, I discover your music right now, <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's amazing. And we we talk a little bit and and decide to make a, a record together. That it was for me one of a really nice experience and uh i don't know 
uh, yes, I I just collaborate with with this with someone it's that it's wants to play. Uh, later on, I, I I I don't know. I just play with um with these guys from Chile, from Glorias Navales, that they are from Santiago, mm-hmm. uh, and they are they play like Gl- Glorias Navales played like very soft. Uh, I I think you 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 pass them in your show. Oh yes, very sl- slow from folk Santia- music from Santiago. Yes, 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 yes. 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 Uh, and they are also part of the full a full cosmic yes. sound. Yes. Some of them they are they are in the same band. Mm-hmm. And I play with Alvaro. Alvaro is is, is one of, yeah. of my of my friends in Chile. And now I I visit Santiago some in January. I just play with him oh, and terrific. play with another guy from Glorious Navales. And and that disc was was somewhat uh, this guy from I don't know I can't remember the name of the guy uh, this guy. Uh, from penultimate press oh mark Penult- mark mark harwood mark mark harwood yes, yes. that that one yeah and he he's very friend of them and yeah. and when we're making some what it is together and i don't know the guy I, I i know he was like the the main head of the press penultimate press records but i don't know the i don't know the guy so so that that collaboration came like <laughs> i don't know i just play and and and, and was uh, recording with Alvaro and the guys from Chile, and and it it it, it finally Mark is it's in there too. So oh, it's true. So the, any 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 time anyone can join. The, <laughs> well, I enjoy the what all those people that you just mentioned are doing. So that's cool that you have some collaboration uh, with them yes. coming. Um, I thought we'd jump into this next block, and I'll play a couple of uh, recent collaborations that you did. Uh, one of my favorite well you've you've done a couple things with Lorenzo Gomez Avito. There's a new yes. new recording come out. Uh but I wanted to maybe speak to Robert Millis, how you got connected with him, uh someone from the States who's you know been active doing all sorts of stuff, Climax Golden Twins being one of them. How did that come about? Yes. Um it was actually I was a little um when I when I was making this documentary about India. Mm-hmm. I was a little lost <laughs> because uh, I was somewhat receiving. I, I don't know how to make the. Okay, I was just f- uh, finishing the documentary and was very unsure about some things, and I and suddenly uh, I don't know why, why or how I just discovered that uh, he made a documentary in India. Mm. It was a, a different kind of documentary. But it was a documentary of India as well. So I asked him, I don't know, I think I believe it was through Facebook. <laughs> very, very, uh, uh, I don't know. I just just said to him that I, I have this documentary about India. And somewhat I was I was a very a fan of Sublime Frequency Music, also mm-hmm. you know, the, the label. And uh, I told him, I just, if he, if he can see the documentary and just, I don't know. See, see what he thinks about it, and it ended up ending up to be like very interested in the oh, cool. in the movie, and uh, and he told me a lot of very large text about the suggestions for mm-hmm. <laughs> for to make an edition, another kind of edition, edits, cuts, and stuff like that. So I we started mailing each other, and uh, and that's it, and that that was that was 
the 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 main thing and we in a way he he sometimes tell, told me that hey we you lot you make a lot of stuff on tapes i have a lot of tapes also blah 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 and then we make a record together right. so the wheels was, were in, uh, the wheels were in motion at that point huh? yes yes yeah. yes I, I know he's a very he's a great collector mm -hmm. and um well he has a lot of this kind of sounds magnific kind of sounds of from various uh, machines and right. and records and a lot uh, of old 70, was, 78 records right yes yes yeah. a lot yeah. of a lot of them so uh, and they're actually on the record on the collaboration we made together with uh, there are some of them so so there are lots of uh, things that that uh, in a way i i i feel that the connection was very uh strong with with the music because yeah. we are uh, we are different uh I, I but but we we like uh we are interested in somewhat the same things right, right. and also with lorenzo but lorenzo was uh, actually from the my hometown in san juan so so it becomes like it becomes like his lorenzo is younger than me he's like 10 years younger and we uh, start to talk about noise music and how how was san juan in uh, in terms of playing or recording or making experimental music, and uh, somehow I was uh, interested in recording with him, and we start to talk. Uh, we talk a lot in through <laughs> audio message yeah. in WhatsApp. So, so yes, yes, yeah. uh, it's it's very natural thing, you know. It it, it end up ending up all the people that that coll with collaboration ending up with be like more friends than yeah. than collaborators or music right. stuff yeah. yeah well let's play a couple tracks from both those i mentioned so this starting off will be the robert millis tape it's called the magnetic road to hell i'll play an excerpt of the b-side <laughs> and then we'll uh play something from that collaboration with lorenzo gomez avito on a tape that came out recently on bolinga everest records which is a label you run and we're going to come back and talk about that in just a moment Thank <laughs> you. 
So as I, I mentioned, that last track that I played came from a release from your Bolinga Everest record label that you started really not long ago. I mean, with maybe a year or so ago. Um, yes. Uh, some, something like that, I guess. What was uh, or is the idea behind the, the tape label? I mean, is it really sort of focused on experimental music that's happening in Argentina or kind of the, the general region? What did you have in uh, mind with that? Uh, I I just 
um, it, it, the, the origin was a little <laughs> also by, all by chance because I don't have a, a I didn't have by that time they didn't have a recorder a tape recorder and uh, it came naturally that I had to change a radio tuner for a deck for for taping and recording stuff and I took a photo on social media of that of me holding it. And it was this guy, a friend that told me like, yeah, so you, you now have to start a label. I, I will send to you some <laughs> some records I have from recordings I have just oh, to, yeah. to make a record. And it was uh, practically a joke, but <laughs> it was it it was very deep for me. And that's that's why I, st- I thought or I uh, think, yes, it, that's a good idea to start a label. That, that This is the, the best way to, to start it. So yes, the, the main focus was was to release um, something from Ar- Argentina and maybe Chile, uh, Uruguay, and stuff that are re- related to uh, countries that are South American mostly, and that's it. And and using like the tapes was the the best way to use and reuse the tapes we um, I have in my house. I have recently, recently, like two years or more, found this guy that lives here in Salsipoyas and was was, uh, throwing all these tapes away. (laughs) He was (laughs) all the tapes outside his house. So so I I likely found him. It was like, like, I don't know, 400 tapes. Oh, nice. In a very high quality, high quality thing uh, because he tapes lots of uh, symphonic uh, works from CD to to tape mm. in the early in the in the in the mid 90s or something and you know he has all this all this tape with classical music and 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 he gave all the tapes uh to me and and yes it was a very nice donation for the label because uh it, it was very very good to to have that 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 stuff to to work with well yeah i mean it's it's a pretty DIY and low cost approach, right? I mean, is that sort of what you were thinking? Like, no, it's it's something that you could do without <laughs> the express without breaking the bank, right? You don't. It's not yes. too much of an investment. It's just a good outlet. And I was thinking, is it an outlet for you? I mean, is there a decent? Is there a fairly healthy experimental music scene? in Argentina? I mean, I know I'm more familiar with stuff in Chile, actually, and maybe like Peru through labels like Boo Records. That, that oh, imprint. yes, yes. Uh, it is It is a very, a very, um, how, how, how can I say? It's, it is very strong, uh, but I believe that they they are not into the album, album making. They are more like performance stuff, sure. more uh, research, stuff rather than 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 album makers sure. i believe that uh, argentina has lost in a way because we are all the time due to our economy the things that we we are, are we are not in a good economy yeah. <laughs> so so making an album is really expensive here and they you have to have all this all this kind of digital stuff to make like uh to make the albums or the tracks go 
somewhere and to people uh, hear them in some place. So yes, Chile and, and Peru are, are more like they have their, their own uh, labels, uh, lots of labels actually, mm -hmm. and they are very um, healthy making albums. Sure. That that are like that, and that that's the way Argentina is not that uh, it start to be less. I don't know, um, less. I don't know. They do, the experimental musicians here don't produce lots of albums. Yeah. Only uh, I, I believe that the 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 uh, it came to my mind that I, I don't know Federico Duran makes a lot, but but th yes, they, they, they <laughs> he makes them outside the country. Yeah, I was going to say yeah, he's you connected know. to more of an international scene that's being produced outside of your country. Yes, yes, mm -hmm. yes, and and that's 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 the thing, but uh, but yes, this happens. It it happens to me also. I have to re I release records outside, and when the when the records came because I, the the artist copy artist copies oh, yeah. came here, <laughs> I, I I don't I don't have uh, no one to sell them or or there is no. Uh, it's it also. It also is it's a way that I, I don't play a lot live. Yeah. Uh, if if I played a lot more live and and I was more connected in a social, in a in a more social way that playing records or or like uh, going to Cordoba more frequently or going to Buenos Aires more frequently and playing a lot there, I think I I would like um, make more. Uh, I don't know how to say, but but more more, uh, I I would sell more or maybe yeah. a lot of a lot of people that don't know me just right. just would, would could be more interested in what I'm making. Yeah. But but it, there is a there is like a young a lot of young people making music right now in Argentina. Uh, I have I have a lot of friends and and also all the people that I found interested in making music too. I. I try to release them on, on Molinga Everest, so so mm. that's that's part of that's part of the, the the job here, and and to know them a little bit and try to um, and try to connect with them. And many of them are younger, of course, yeah. and and that's that's a good way to to push and and to I don't know make make their way also stronger to to make music. Yeah. Well, you had talked earlier about um, documenting and trying to preserve some of the. I guess more traditional music um, in your country was, you know, like kind of motivated to do that. Is is what you're describing here a way to kind of motivate and almost build more of a a, a community of experimental artists, something that's more homegrown? Yes, yes. Also, there is there are a lot of <clears throat> a lot of festivals here, quite actually, and a lot of uh, a lot of people making music. Uh, I, I last last week I, I came to a festival here in Cordoba of experimental music. Uh, I don't know if, if you know uh, Pablo Reche. Uh, he's a mm -hmm. noisemaker from here, Argentina. Mm -hmm. He 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 has a lot of records. He's like a very you should check. He's, he's a more a drone making uh, man, mm -hmm. and he has a, he's a, has a uh, has hasn't that, that that kind of lot of records, but he's very constant. Uh, and also he played with uh, with uh, Alan, Alan Curtis from from oh, Reynolds. Yeah, so, yeah. So he played there. They they are about on on the same on the same boat. 
but there are a lot of lots of uh, music making here and um also in cordova uh, also tape lovers also more acoustic lovers uh, acoustic uh, acoustic instrument lovers sure. that improvise so so yes it's it's very it's very nice uh, for example this one um um Claudio Hernán Guzmán that I I released the record on on Bolinga that has this ah, you played on you yeah. played on the show yeah. some 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 shows earlier and uh he's a very great guitarist and improviser too mm-hmm. and he's like has this all this uh, folklore Argentinian folklore sounds in his music it's more a little more traditional rather than experimental but but this, he's, it's nice to hear him improvising. So, so he, uh, it's it's very important to to have this kind of record out. And maybe, I don't know, maybe or telling all the people that maybe likes Bardo Todol, telling them that I have a label, and then uh, just just uh, just canalizing part of the energy uh, to hear the label. It's it's good. It's very yeah, good. Yeah. Well, maybe to wrap up here, just can you briefly mention some of the things that you have coming up, uh, maybe for the label and for yourself to wrap up the year? Uh, to wrap, yeah. Uh, I I believe I have. Uh, well, I, I can I can remember actually, but I have a lot of uh, drone. I have a one guitar drone album that is coming out on Bolinga uh, from Pablo Lasso. It's very good. I have some uh, a duo from Uruguay that is going to play. Um, they, they, they like make like play with toys and little guitars and something mm-hmm. like that. It is very nice music. And uh, well, this this guy from Cordoba called Gafacan that makes some electro things, but ele- more electronic sounds. But this this kind of album is going to be more like f- uh, more radio signals that mm-hmm. are electrified or something and um, and that's it for for the bolinga uh, i have to i had to keep up uh, the bolinga thing because i am very slow with bolinga actually mm-hmm. <laughs> very very slow and with myself i also very slow uh, and i'm making just some field recordings recordings from radio from here from sasipuedes that i'm mixing and effecting some stuff uh, just to preserve uh, the radio, the radio we have here in Argentina, or the radio it can receive. And uh, well, I have some field recordings albums that I make. I, I, you know, I have all them on my high drive, and I am just a little anxious because I'm like five or five or six or seven folders of unfinished music that I have to, I have to concentrate. And yeah. <laughs> I say I have to concentrate also. But I, I have a lot of Peruvian recordings I made in 2020, and it, it's going to have, it's going to in a premier way. I, I going to, we are going to release like the, like the whales, uh, the, the whales tape in from Sukata tapes discrepant. Yeah, that it was out in 2021. It was going to be a similar box oh, or okay. something like that. So, but the, but that but this time with field recording something from Peru and stuff like like that. So a lot of things coming, but yeah. very 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 slow. I, yeah. I believe. 
Yeah. Well, we're going to wrap up the show by playing some tracks uh, from various releases from Belinga Everest here. I'll probably start with kind of on the fence. I'm, I'm debating of starting with this project that has more Fs than Freeform Freakout. There's five okay. F, but maybe Dario Mata too. We'll see. I'm thinking d- d- the the Dario Mata and we'll end with the FFFFF. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, Pablo, thanks so much for your time. It's been a pleasure talking with you. Oh, thank you. You, uh, it's it's very good to to chat about music, uh, <laughs> and and also thanks thanks for supporting all this kind of thing that that is here, and uh, just not alone, just making the sound. So so there are like lots of ears uh, interested in this. So absolutely, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Estamos teniendo una serie de perfectos técnicos, pero
cobrar con consecuencia el policario del diario de España y todo lado por supuesto identificándolo con Cristina gobernador Cristinista de ese diario reconoció que comprobó Pura hei hambaracapu, o man en genia andereco, añan en bobuta. Pura hei hambaracapu, o man en genia andereco, añan en bobuta. Pura hei hambaracapu, o man en genia andereco, añan en bobuta. Pura hei hambaracapu, o man en genia andereco, añan en bobuta. Pura hei hambaracapu, o man en genia andereco, añan en bobuta. Pura hei hambaracapu, o man en genia andereco, añan en bobuta. Pura hei hambaracapu, o man en genia andereco, añan en bobuta. Pura hei hambaracapu, o man en genia andereco, añan en bobuta. Pura hei hambaracapu, o man en genia andereco, añan en bobuta. Pura hei hambaracapu, o man en genia andereco, añan en bobuta. Pura hei hambaracapu, o man en genia andereco, añan en bobuta. Pura hei hambaracapu, o man en genia andereco, añan en bobuta. Pura hei hambaracapu, o man en genia andereco, añan en bobuta. Pura hei hambaracapu, o man en genia andereco, añan en bobuta. Pura hei hambaracapu, o man en genia andereco, añan en bobuta. Pura hei hambaracapu, o man en genia andereco, añan en bobuta. Pura hei hambaracapu, o man en genia andereco, añan en bobuta. Pura hei hambaracapu, o man en genia andereco, añan en bobuta. Pura hei hambaracapu, o man en genia andereco, añan en bobuta. Pura hei hambaracapu, o man en genia andereco, añan en bobuta. Pura hei hambaracapu, o man en genia andereco, añan en bobuta. Pura hei hambaracapu, o man en genia andereco, añan en bobuta. 
purahéi hambarakapu omanehe ñandereko ñanembogu'a 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 Purahéi hambarakapu, omanehe ñandereko añanembogu'a. Purahéi hambarakapu, omanehe ñandereko añanembogu'a. Purahéi hambarakapu, omanehe ñandereko añanembogu'a. Purahéi hambarakapu.
And that's going to bring things to an end for this installment of the show. I'd like to thank Pablo once again for taking the time to chat with me. If you'd like to check out the complete playlist for this episode, you can go to our website at freeformfreakout.com. There are links that will bring you to each of the releases played and where you can purchase either physical or digital copies. I'd also encourage you to check out the Bardo Tadal channel on YouTube, where you can find more video and sound work by Pablo. As always, I encourage you to support artists like Pablo and other artists whose music he is releasing on Belinga Everest as much as he can. If you have any questions or comments, you can always get in touch with me at fffreakout at hotmail.com. I'll be back again in a couple of weeks with another new episode. Until then, thanks so much for listening. <laughs>